The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQers, TV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for a Muslim... For our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the faces made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and you'll see two videos at the top of the page there. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can watch that up until 3 p.m. Eastern today, at which time he'll be live right there in that little area. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, on the right side of the page, you'll see where we are streaming. And all you got to do is click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you're on. And uh, while you're there, in the bottom right-hand corner, there'll be a Rumble icon. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. Love to see you over there. We are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. 
so you can check us out there. Please subscribe to the channel as well. Also, beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there, dlive.tv at The Sons of Liberty, and then a variety of little Facebook pages, as well as my small, very small, very new Twitter account, um, The Real Tim Brow. Two. Don't put the N in there, just put a 2 in place and you're good to go. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for a newsletter. You get that once a night between 7 and 8 o'clock Eastern is usually when it goes out and all. And um, yeah, and if you want our ministry email, which will be going out tomorrow, Lord willing, on Saturdays, that's usually when it goes out once a week, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com, sign up for that on the front page there. Also, if you agree with our message, you'd like to help support us and keep us out there doing what we're doing on radio and among the people and on the internet and stuff, there's a donate button at the top of the page. You can click that and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. And, uh, you know, really heartfelt thanks to you guys who support us, um, not only coming in and listening every day or going to the website and sharing our articles or financially or whatever, even if you just pray for us. We appreciate you very much. We really do. Our store is available. Today's the last day, or excuse me, tomorrow's the last day to get this deal. Grass doesn't work. The rocks do. This is Bradley's book. Um, Normally a donation of $11. You can get it through tomorrow night at midnight for 30% off with the promo code GRASS. Pretty simple. Use grass as promo code, put this book in the cart, and you get 30% off of it. Okay, But that's only through tomorrow at midnight, so be sure and do that. Um, well, let me, let me just start off with this. Um, I've got several things I'm going to, I'm going to put in today. Let me, let me go ahead and say that, uh, if you've missed our shows this week, uh, we had some really good shows, uh, and some guests as well. Uh, we started off Monday. We had, uh, Dr. Lee Merritt, uh, and gave her a chance to talk about the guests that she had that she's catching so much flack over. And, uh, also she brought to bear, you know, a lot of information. I, I love Dr. Lee because she seems like a lady that's always learning stuff, always reevaluating her position. Even though she's older, she is still reevaluating. She hasn't learned not to be, you know, Bradley was talking about the heart of a child the other day. And I don't say this in a demeaning way. I say it in a good way. You know, children are eager to learn. Their minds are like little sponges. And Dr. Lee's kind of like Kate. You know, you put her on something, and <laughs> she's going to go dig it out. Tell you what all she finds. Tell her. Tell you what your conclusions are. Everything. So if you miss that, that's up at sonslibertymedia.com. Also, uh, what happens when you engage college students about transgender? You get banned for two years. That we had Andy Gonzalez out of Texas talking about what Colin College was doing, and you guys didn't get to get in touch with them. Please click on that link at sonslibertymedia.com, and uh, all the information is right there at the top column. Send them an email. Find out why they're harassing her when the students of their college. Uh, ha- harassed her. Find out what the, what was going on with that. Also, uh, we did Biden's continuation of dual enrollment. This was our Rotten of the Core Wednesday with Common Core Diva Lynn Taylor and the Communist Workforce Prep. He continues it. He's not the first to do it. So the people pointing him out and s- saying, oh, he's such a bad guy. Well, wait a minute. If you're mad about that, all the guys before him, Republican and Democrat, were doing it too. Okay. And then yesterday we did the the show on the articles of impeachment and why they've gone unsponsored. It's because D.C. is a crime syndicate. And it's, you know, since we don't have the power of impeachment, I say we do have the power as the states to dissolve it. And that is 
<clears throat> not only the formula that Thomas Jefferson put in the Declaration of Independence that all those men signed, pledged their lives and fortunes and sacred honor for, that we heard from Paul Harvey the other day, he said it needs to be dissolved when it, when it becomes a threat to the people and to their liberties. You dissolve it, and when the traitors come back home, you start trying, uh, trying them according to their treason against the people. There you have some real power in dealing with those in D.C., but not until then, because impeachment is, what did we read in the Constitution? The sole authority of who? The House of Representatives. And we saw three people submit, I think it was six or seven different items of articles of impeachment, and the biggest gainer of co-sponsors was seven, and all of them have been languishing in committees, some of them as much as a year. Okay, some of them as much as a year. So if you missed any of those shows, there they are. Now, yesterday when I was making mention of some of the stuff, uh, I said that my friend Georgia had sent me a comment. And this was this was back when they started pushing the build back better. Do you guys remember that? Uh, I meant to pull that video up, too, uh, and I didn't do it. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to do that in just a moment. I got to look up another one, but the, the the build back better. And so Georgia says, you know, it kind of reminds me of something that happened after nine eleven. I have to look it up, and she did it. And I made mention of it yesterday. She made she said it again. So I went and looked up the video. And what I wanted you to do because, you know, yesterday I finished out of Job chapter twelve, where he was talking about, um, you know, God putting the pe- the leaders and such and the people in this drunkenness or this drunken stupor. And um, <clears throat> it was is really, really odd, uh, you know, how that all goes. Well, it kind of goes in with what we're talking about here. And I was kind of playing that little bit um, uh, about the, 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 the two drunks that they kind of look like Nancy Pelosi and her husband, her husband, Paul. Right. But here is Tom Daschle. Now, I want you to understand, this is the day after 9-11-2001. So it's 9-12, for those of you who can do the math, right? (laughs) And he's going to give this little speech. It's about four minutes long or so. And I'm just kind of carrying over from yesterday just a little bit, and then we'll do some of these other things that happened this week. But he's going to quote Isaiah chapter 9. And what he doesn't realize, or probably he does realize, is that it is, it is the words of a people whom God is judging who refuse to repent. And they say, Lord, you can tear down our walls, you can destroy our, our, our cities and all this other, and we'll just build it back better. I mean, that's the gist of what's going on there. Here's Tom Daschle, and this is from 9-12-2001. Take a listen. It is with pain, sorrow, anger, and resolve that I stand before this Senate, a symbol for 212 years of the strength of our democracy and say that America will emerge from this tragedy as we have emerged from all adversity 
united and strong. The America in which we woke today is far different from the one in which we woke yesterday. This morning, as our rescue workers and medical personnel continue their heroic work, we begin to truly understand the enormity of what happened. My heart aches for the people of New York, our men and women serving at the Pentagon, the passengers and crew of the four hijacked aircraft, and for their families and friends. These attacks were an assault on our people and on our freedom. They aimed at the heart of the American community and the symbols and structures of our economic and military strength. As an American, as an elected representative, I am outraged. As a husband, a father, I am pained beyond words. Last night, we sent a message to the world that even in the face of such cowardly and heinous acts, the doors of democracy will not close. This joint resolution we lay down today condemns yesterday's attacks, expresses our sympathy for the victims and our support for the president as our commander-in-chief. The world should know that the members of both parties in both houses stand united in this. The full resources of our government will be brought to bear in aiding the search and rescue and in hunting down those responsible and those who may have aided or harbored them. You needed to go to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Nothing. Nothing can replace the losses of those that have suffered. I know that there is only the smallest measure of inspiration that can be taken from this devastation. But there is a passage in the Bible from Isaiah. All right, now pay attention to what he says. That I think speaks to all of us at times like this. The bricks have fallen down but we will rebuild with dressed stone. The fig trees have been felled, but we will replace them with cedars. That is what we will do. We will rebuild and we will recover. The people of America will stand strong together because the people of America have always stood together. And those of us privileged to serve this great nation will stand with you. God bless the people of America. I yield the floor. I mean, what a total fraud that guy is. Um, okay, so let's take, uh, you know, I didn't pull it up, and I, I, I just had it in the, um, uh, in the, in the description there. But you'll notice... When I when I bring this out, 
What he did was he stayed right between the lines so that the people who are biblically illiterate in this country don't know what that passage says. And how many times have I said it and said it and said it and said it? Context tells you what the passage is talking about. So let's go to the context. This is Isaiah chapter 9. Now here's, here's, what, here's what he says. He quotes, he quotes uh, this right here. Verse 10. He, he just pulls it out of the context. Okay? Completely out of the context. The bricks are falling down, but we will build with hewn stones. The sycamores are cut down, but we will change them into cedars. Now, it sounds good in the context he's talking about, doesn't it? Sounds like, okay, we've been attacked. The buildings are torn down. People have been killed. But we're going to build back, you know, with this, this human spirit kind of thing. And by the way, the human spirit in that kind of context is a sinful, defiant kind of thing. And let me remind you, because this sets it up for the context of what Isaiah is talking about. What happened following 9-11? I want to ask you something. What happened following 9-11? Anybody remember the religious tone that was there? We had Christians gathering with Muslims. We had Muslims gathering with atheists. We had atheists gathering with Satanists. We had every religion you could coming together, calling on their gods for blessing. That's what they were doing. It's no different than what... Um, Elijah met on Mount Carmel when he's dealing with the prophets of Baal. Nothing different. Calling on false gods to save them. No repentance. Still calling on God to bless them. All of these, all of these degenerates and reprobates up there in D.C. were out on the front step singing, God bless America. And they didn't realize that he was damning them, that he was cursing them. This is, this is part of the problem that America hasn't figured out yet. There is no God-given right to worship false gods. Now, we're not the thought police. We're not to tell you what to think. You know, get in your mind and manipulate it and this, that, and the other. Christians are supposed to preach the gospel. We're supposed to teach all things that Christ commanded. No doubt about that. But he, he doesn't say, you force that at the end of the spear, the gun, or pick your, pick your item, your weapon. But I want you to look at what the context is of that verse, because it's going to show you that, ta- that what Isaiah is talking about is people just like Tom Daschle. People just like him. People like Donald Trump. People like Joe Biden. Build back better. People like Boris Johnson, who is rattling that stuff off. People like Justin Trudeau Castro. Right? All these, all these leaders that pop up with, and I can't even remember the title of the video that I had there. They're just like them. Look at what the context is. The Lord, this is back to verse 8. The Lord sent a word into Jacob, and it hath lighted upon Israel. And all the people shall know, even Ephraim and the inhabitant of Samaria, that say in pride and stoutness of heart, what? What Tom Jastrow just quoted. The bricks are falling down, but we will build with hewn stones. The sycamores are cut down, but we will change them into cedars. Yeah, Lord, we know you're judging us, but, you know, a big expletive to you, right? That's what, they would, that's what, they would, that's what they're saying. We're going to build it back. 
You can come knock down stuff all you want. We're going to go build it back. And he says specifically, they say, in the pride and stoutness of heart. Now, who was the first guy who was prideful? Oh, yeah, it was uh, Lucifer. We call him Satan now, right? They're just following after their daddy. And then it goes on, and it says this. This is after, well, he says, they say in the stoutness of heart, the bricks are falling down, but we will build with hewn stones. The sycamores are cut down, but we will change them into cedars. Therefore, the Lord shall set up adversaries of resin against him and join his enemies together. The Syrians before and the Philistines behind, and they shall devour Israel with open mouth. Dashiell didn't tell you that, did he? For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. For the people turneth not unto him that smiteth them, neither do they seek the Lord of hosts. Therefore the Lord will cut off from Israel head and tail, branch and rush in one day. The ancient and the honorable, he is the head, and the prophet that teaches lies, he is the tail. For the leaders of this people cause them to err, and they that are led of them are destroyed. Therefore the Lord shall have no joy in their young men, neither shall have mercy on their fatherless and widows. For every one is an hypocrite and an evildoer, and every mouth speaketh folly. For all this his anger is not, is not, is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out steel. Dashiell didn't tell the people of America that part of the scripture, did he? He didn't tell them that what he was quoting to them was a defiance in the face of God to say, knock down our buildings, we're just going to do other stuff. We're not going to repent. We're not going to acknowledge you as the founder of us as a people. We're not going to acknowledge your law. We're not going to acknowledge your son as the savior of the world. That's what Dashiell didn't tell you in that. And so I didn't have the video. I wanted to bring it up, and I wanted to put that out today. And you know what? The same message is true that it was back on 9-11. And America still hasn't gotten it. There needs to be serious repentance. And repentance is not putting Donald Trump in the office again. It's not putting Joe Biden in the office again. It's not putting any of those people in office again. Repentance is turning from our sin. Against a holy God, the one who has been judging us. Boy, you know, the conservatives and the Christians, the constitutionalists, sometimes just don't get it. All this wokeness, the sodomite agenda coming in, you know, men being put into office that dress like women, men being put in there that, you know, walk around, they don't know what gender they are, walk around with men in leather dog suits and stuff. That's a judgment of God on us as a people. And we haven't figured out that we got to deal with our own sin. The Church of Jesus Christ is basically who I'm talking to here. Those of us who call ourselves followers of Jesus Christ, disciples of the Lord Jesus. This is who, this is who it's mainly geared at. Because as soon as we get our act together, we'll start helping everybody else get their act together. Not until then, though. As long as we think that we are continually better than they are, and it's, it's that kind of mentality, 
instead of realizing that God's grace was bestowed upon us and we seek to bestow it upon them by presenting the true and saving gospel that calls men from their sin unto the Father through the Lord Jesus, until we get that down, yeah, it's not, it's not happening. By the way, there's a, there's a friend of mine who listens to the show. Uh, he's got a Rumble channel called, uh, I think he just titles it his name, Frederick Gillette. Frederick's got some good words on that. Uh, you know, te- teaching and preaching the gospel. We've got to do that. Now look, sometimes that's going to come through the actions. You've got to have those alongside of it. The Bible talks about our love even for our enemies. It talks about uh, giving a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. All these kinds of things. And I've given you people who go into foreign lands. They have to learn languages. I talked to you about um, John G. Payton the other week. Has to go and spend his life living among the, the, the New Hebrides. And so there's a, there's a portion to where there is this teaching that's going on by example. Not just by what we say, but by example. But it doesn't nullify the fact that we have to speak. And you can't just go and speak and then not give an example. It's not one or the other. It's both and. So I just want to throw that out there. Now, here's some things that have happened this week. Um, this one right here is very disturbing. There was a series of Hollywood things that came out uh, called The Purge. And the gist of it is one night a week or one night a year, you know, the government just says, hands off. And you can go kill the homeless, you can go kill your enemies, you can go do any of this kind of stuff, and it's just sick. Whoever, whoever writes this stuff, it just, they're just sick. And yet, this is kind of what we're seeing take place. And I, I often think that what they do is they put this stuff out so they get people's minds ready to embrace it. They, they do this with all kinds of stuff, and we've seen the predictive programming in a lot of things. Here is a guy making an announcement that basically sounds like they're setting up for this purge come January 2023 in Cook County, Illinois. That's where Chicago is. Take a listen to what this guy has to say. As of January 1st, 2023, the following things will go into effect, and people need to be aware of this. It abolishes cash bail for almost every offense. This includes, but isn't limited to, kidnapping, armed robbery, second-degree murder, drug-induced homicide, aggravated DUI, threatening a public official, and aggravated fleeing and eluding. Offenders released on electronic monitoring have to be in violation for 48 hours before law enforcement can act. They could almost drive to Alaska before we can even look for them. It denies victims their constitutional rights. And keep this in mind, businesses and homeowners, officers will no longer be able to remove trespassers from your resident, residence or your businesses. Someone could decide to live in your shed, and all we can do is give them a ticket. You have to decide what level of force is required to remove them and whether or not it's legal. This is a massive threat to the residents of Orland Park, Cook County, and Illinois. You think so? All right, so you, you've got criminals. They're on some kind of house arrest. That's exactly what it is, Jennifer. That's it. it's, they're opening the doorway here. Here's the problem. The people in that county, the, what do you want to say? Law abiders have been basically disarmed. 
you're going to have the criminals going after anybody and everybody taking whatever they want. And this is the mayor, by the way, who was giving this announcement. And somebody made the comment that, uh, yeah, people like uh, Lori uh, Beetlejuice Lightfoot, uh, that she's she just signed her own death warrant. Well, that's... I guess that's if you've got some people who actually want to take her out. They're probably up there thanking her. She's the gang leader. She's ringing the dinner bell for the criminals to attack those who are not. That's exactly what they're doing. And these are the same fools saying, well, if we had gun control you know, outside of Cook County, outside of Chicago, then we wouldn't be having these guns come in here. I mean, what kind of la-la land do these people live in? They don't live in reality, that's for sure. They don't live in reality. This also was a very interesting story today. So, I, you know, what I want to say is, if you live in Cook County, you need to find somewhere where you can arm yourself. And you need to have plenty of ammo to protect yourself and your family and your neighbors. And you need to, if you don't know your neighbors, you need to get to know them, like, super fast. You got three months. Okay? Yeah, there is. There's always somebody who wants to take out the boss. You're right, Salt. But the, some, most of the time, the boss has uh, plenty of people around that they feed well and they pay well uh, in order to make sure that doesn't happen. But it does happen. I'm not going to deny that. That's true. This was also a story. This comes out of Las Vegas. There was a journalist there who was stabbed to death for exposing corruption, guess what happened? There's been a politician out there who was arrested and charged with his murder. Take a look. Overnight, the mystery of the death of an investigative journalist in Las Vegas deepening as police make an arrest. Jeff Garriman, an award-winning reporter for the Las Vegas Review-Journal, was found stabbed to death outside his home Saturday morning. Now the paper's editor saying that a local government official, Clark County Public Administrator Robert Tellis, is in custody on suspicion of murder. Authorities confirmed they made an arrest but did not immediately name a suspect. The official, Tellis, lost a primary race in June after a series of unflattering articles by Gehrman, reported accusations of running a hostile work environment and having an inappropriate relationship with a staff member. Allegations Tellis repeatedly denied. The arrest comes just hours after police searched Tellis' home. In a bizarre moment after the initial search was concluded, Tellis showed up at his house wearing a white hazmat suit. Police later returned in full tactical gear and Tellus was wheeled out on a stretcher and placed in an ambulance. Earlier this week, police released this video of a man in a straw hat, gloves, and an orange shirt who was seen near the crime scene. They also released a photo of a red GMC Yukon seen in the area. On Wednesday, a similar vehicle was towed away from Tellus's driveway. Garman was known for uncovering political scandals and corruption. A colleague says the reporter never mentioned any concerns for his safety. Jeff did not uh, convey that he was in an, any um, danger of, of, as far as sources who might or contacts who might want to do him harm. Overnight, the Las Vegas Review-Journal editor saying in a statement, We are relieved Robert Tellis is in custody and outraged that a colleague appears to have been killed for reporting on an elected official. Journalists can't do the important work our communities require if they are afraid a presentation of facts could lead to violent retribution.
and calling Garman a great man and a brave reporter. The Las Vegas Review Journal is reporting that Jeff Garriman was working on a potential follow-up story about Tellus before he was killed. NBC News has reached out to Robert Tellus's team for comment. Police are expected to release more information about the case later today. Savannah. All right, Aaron, thank you very much. All right, so <laughs> they say, oh, you know, people should be able to report and not expect any retaliation. What is it with people that they don't get human nature? They don't get man's sinful nature? See, I, I, you know, i got to give it to the Founding Fathers, guys. They at least understood it. They were taught it. They understood man's nature was not basically good. This is why they had separation of powers. At least that's my understanding of it. They didn't want that power held in one man. They had seen it through history. They had seen it with kings. They had just fought off one of them. Because his sinful nature, his pride and his arrogance and his desire to be like God, to be his own lawgiver, overtakes him. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't get it. Look, when we say things here, yeah, could somebody come after us? I mean, Bradley talks about having black helicopters over his house and landing, you know, being at his hotels and all this other stuff. I don't even pay any attention to it. We get, you know... I think it's army helicopters that fly over the house occasionally. They go from this side of the house all the way over there. Now we don't hardly have them, but usually you could hear them when they come across. But yeah, it's a dangerous thing to tell the truth about your corrupt representatives. It's a dangerous thing to tell about that. And why is it dangerous? Because there's been no justice brought. So these guys are emboldened to even maybe go themselves and stab a reporter? I mean, <clears throat> come on. I'm thinking at the least, most guys would have done it kind of, you know, oh, quite a ways away. They would have had some, they would have tried to find somebody else to take them. This guy apparently was right there to do the deed himself. This is what happens when you don't bring justice. You embolden those. You embolden them. All right. Here's another one. Big news of the day yesterday was the witch queen died. And yeah, I, I said it. She's, I mean, come on. You, you had a husband that wants to come back as a virus that doesn't exist. Um, and, you know, wipe out a large part of the world's population. This is the guy she married. She's got one son that's a pedophile. She's got another son who we know is a, is a, a serial philanderer, adulterer. Maybe he's a pedophile too. Uh, we know he's going to put up money for his brother to pay for his stuff. And I don't know what's going on with the camera here. We know he's putting up money for his brother to pay for his brother's, you know, Legal fees over his uh, involvement with minors. And I found this interesting. There was a little video that came out yesterday. And it was talking about Operation London Bridge. Maybe some of you guys have seen it or not. I just found some of the stuff in here absolutely creepy. And we know, of course, this was uh, <clears throat> this is put out by Business Insider. 
but I just found some of the stuff really creepy. You tell me what you think. Now, some of you listening by way of radio, you're not going to be able to see the imagery. And that's some of what I'm talking about. The imagery is kind of creepy, the way they do certain things. They go from red to black. And all of this stuff, it's just... Uh, take a look. Operation London Bridge. That's the code name given to the plan in place for the days and weeks after Queen Elizabeth II's passing. The Queen has been sitting on the royal throne since 1952. That's the longest reign of any monarch in British history. And during that time, she's seen over a dozen UK Prime Ministers, nearly 20 Summer Olympics, and over half a dozen Popes. The Queen is the cornerstone to the Commonwealth, the patron to almost 600 organisations and charities, and plays a pivotal role in the UK's alliance with many countries. So her passing will bring about a lot of change. Not just for the United Kingdom, but potentially the world. Her private secretary, the Right Honourable Edward Young, will immediately pass a message on to the acting Prime Minister at the time. That message will likely read, London Bridge is down. The Prime Minister will then set Operation London Bridge into action. Within minutes, the 15 governments outside of the UK where the Queen is Head of State will be informed over a secure line. And that will be followed by the other 36 Commonwealth nations and leaders around the world. The gates of Buckingham Palace will then dawn a black-edged notice of the news. At the same time, a news flash will alert media around the world. Every media outlet is prepared for the news. Every radio station has a network of lights that will flash to indicate a national catastrophe such as this. All BBC shows will stop and proceed to run a feed dedicated to the news. Newsreaders will change into the black suits and clothing that is on hand at all times in the news studio. See the creepiness? The traditional red What's BBC this? news branding will turn black. Just creepy. Newspapers, TV channels and radio stations have days of coverage ready to go. On the same day as her death, the Queen's eldest son, Charles will immediately become king. And it's reported that the stock exchange, businesses and shops across the UK will likely close for the day out of respect. The day after the Queen's death, on a live stream, Charles will make his first official speech as king. And the government will swear its allegiance to the sound of a 41-gun salute in Hyde Park, London. After that, King Charles if this is the name he so chooses, will set off on a UK tour, visiting the leaders of government in the capitals of each country, Edinburgh, Belfast and Cardiff, before returning to London. During this period, TV channels will play the many documentaries already made in the Queen's honour, and the BBC will refrain from playing comedy shows as a sign of respect until after the funeral. Four days after her death, the Queen's coffin will be led on a military procession from Buckingham Palace to Westminster Hall. Here she will lie in state over the next four days, and after which King Charles, family and dignitaries will pay their respects. Then the doors will open to likely hundreds of thousands of people queued up outside. The funeral is estimated to take place 10 to 12 days after the Queen's passing. But one thing is certain, 
the day of the funeral will be an official bank holiday for the whole of the United Kingdom. The stock exchange will close for a second time in under two weeks, and many businesses will follow suit. At 11 a.m. sharp, the bells of Big Ben will chime, the country will fall silent, and the coffin will be brought inside Westminster Abbey, where 2,000 specially invited guests will bow their heads in prayer. After the service, the coffin will be taken to Windsor Castle, and then finally to St. George's Chapel, where Queen Elizabeth II will likely be laid to rest next to her father, King George VI. Likely, within a year after the funeral, an official coronation for King Charles will take place on yet another bank holiday. All in all, accounting for the multiple bank holidays, funeral expenses and coronation celebrations, the Queen's passing is estimated to cost the UK economy billions of pounds. Billions of pounds! In addition, <laughs> hundreds of changes will happen across the UK in the months to come. New British currency will be printed with the King's portrait, oh. and the Queen's currency will slowly be removed from use. Adios, chicken. The same will happen for stamps, passports, and police and military uniforms, and the national anthem will be changed to God Save the King. Not to mention how the world and Commonwealth will react to the new king could alter the British royal family forever. For example, there is growing support in Australia for the country to become a republic, and the Queen's death could heighten that support. This could lead other countries to follow suit, which would almost certainly weaken the British monarchy. This scenario will one day be upon us. Operation London Bridge will be triggered and arguably the biggest funeral of our lifetime will be witnessed around the world. I won't this will be, be the end of an era. So there you have it. Look, this whole thing is, is primed up. I mean, I don't even... Do we have anything that's remotely like that for a president? I mean, I know they do weird stuff about lying in state and all this other stuff, which I, I just think is weird. Um, You know, yeah, you have a... You you have your family funeral and you have a viewing of the body and stuff like this. It's just it, it's this smacks of the whole stuff that they do with the Pope. You know they stand him up out there and you walk by and it's I don't know. There's just something creepy about that. It's almost like there's this worship. And maybe it is for many people. It's this worship of men. And what I find amazing is, especially in our country, now I'm, I'm not, I don't know what they'll do over there. They'll probably do the same kind of stuff. But in our country, you have somebody like a John McCain, right? Treasonous songbird McCain die, and what happens? Well, let's go over here. <clears throat> let's go over here, and let's say all these good things about John McCain. Let's not bring up the fact that he was working with uh, America's sworn enemies arming them, funding them, training them, allegedly against our enemies. Let's not talk about his attacks on the American people or even his uh, ignoring his fellow veterans in his own state, in his own backyard, literally the backyard of his offices there in Arizona. Let's not talk about it. Let's just talk about how good of a guy he was. Mm-hmm. And you can bet your bottom dollar, they're going to do it with Bill Clinton. They're going to do it with George W. Bush because they did it with George H.W. Bush, right? They say all these good things, Mr. New World Order, skull and bones guy himself, all these good things. He was just such a great guy. And yeah. 
The world exalts its own. It loves its own. Isn't that what Jesus said? It loves its own. But the world hateth me is what he said. I came into the world. I came to my own people. They would reject me. They didn't love me. Oh, good grief. A couple more items here. You know, <clears throat> I was talking with uh, somebody the other day. I, you know, I can't believe those MAGA people and this, that, and the other, you know, with their, so keep saying, it just, you know, about the election being stolen. And I said, you know, I'm not a MAGA person um, at all. But you guys know I've been critical. I, I've written good things, too, about Trump when he first started. There were some things that were in a positive direction. They weren't perfect by any means. But I kind of thought in the back of my mind, and I, I think I even put it in the articles, I said, well, let's just see if he holds up here, or if this is just throwing bones to the people, and that's all it was, throwing bones. wasn't anything of substance that was staying. And they said, oh, there's, there's no evidence of this. You guys, we had Don Brown on, um, my lawyer friend over here in Charlotte, who was part of setting up all the things, and he even wrote a letter for SonsOfLibertyMedia.com in which he was addressing NewsGuard about their comments that we were somehow giving fake news about the election being stolen. And Don had intimate relation, uh, intimate understanding, I shouldn't say relation, intimate understanding about the evidence that was there because he was putting together some of the case files. And he shared that with them. I don't know if they've ever, if they've even corrected that from the information he shared with them. But he was showing them, look, you had things that were, that were happening here that you can't explain any other way than somebody was manipulating the numbers. There's just no other way to say it. And again, I don't have a dog in the fight. I didn't vote for Donald Trump, didn't vote for Biden. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm not voting for anybody in D.C. I'm not going to vote for them. I'm not going to consent. I'm, they're not going to, I won't be one that consents for them to govern me. I'm not going to do it. Just not going to do it. But here we have... This came out yesterday. Identity of top election official who is one of the primary architects behind $419 million Zuckerberg election scheme is revealed. Oh, it's out of Michigan. In March 2021, Michigan's dishonest Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson was found to be in violation of Michigan election law by Michigan Judge Christopher Murray, who ruled that Michigan's Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson did in fact break the law when she directed city clerks to ignore the signature matchings law on absentee ballots in the 2020 election. Judge Murray wrote that Benson on October the 6th SOS Benson, I don't, maybe I'm lost here as to what that is. Instructed, oh, Secretary of State, I'm sorry. Benson instructed clerks who were matching signatures that they must perform their duties under the presumption that the signature is valid and uphold the signature's validity if there were more matching features than non-matching features. Whenever possible, clerks and election officials were instructed to resolve slight differences in favor of finding that the voter's signature was valid. Only two weeks ago, a judge ruled against the dishonest Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson's attempt to stop a lawsuit, forcing her to remove 29,000 dead voters from the qualified voter rolls. Now, check this out. Um, 
there is a guy, uh, Christian Adams, Adams, president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation. He said, it's alarming that we have to sue the Secretary of State to get her to do her job. Yeah. Well, welcome to when you have criminals in office. I mean, Michigan is filled with criminals in office up there. This initial, this initial win is the first step to ensuring that deceased registrants are not receiving ballots and reducing the opportunity for fraud in Michigan's election. He then gave Benson plenty of time to act. The foundation first notified the Secretary of State in 2020 about the nearly 26,000 deceased registrants on the state's voter rolls. After over a year of inaction, PILF, that's the Public Interest uh, Legal Foundation, sued her on November 2021 to force her to remove these deceased registrants from the voter rolls, Adams said. This week, we got our first win in the case. Almost a year. Almost a year's gone by. Since that, and what? Um, two years since the, the election, right? At issue were 25,975 deceased registrants from the voter rolls. Here's, here's, here's how that breaks down. <clears throat> Uh, 23,663 registrants dead for five years or more. I, is something not being communicated from like the, the, the guy, the, the, the mortician, the, gosh, I'm drawing a blank as a, maybe somebody in chat can help me, the, the, the coroner. Is, is, is there somehow something not happening where this information is getting transferred over to take people off the rolls when they die? 17,479 registrants dead for at least a decade. 17,000, still on the rolls. Almost 18,000 people dead for at least a decade. And almost 4,000 registrants dead for at least 20 years. Oh my goodness. And to top it off, we got this that came out yesterday. With zero testing on humans, zero testing. It's just, see, this is the emboldening that comes. It gives the illusion of security. You remember that thing? You give up the, the liberty for a little security. You deserve neither. You'll get neither. Uh-huh. The illusion of security. Okay? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I agree, Salt. Uh, Tom Fitton... I'll tell you what, they do a lot of those Freedom of Information Act requests and lawsuits, and it's like every request they put in, they end up having to go and do a lawsuit because these people just won't do their job, which is another reason, just going to say it, D.C. needs to be dissolved. Eliminate it. Pull its fangs. You pull its fangs. You cut out its foundation from under it. It no longer exists. It can't oppress the people anymore. Can't, it can't print the money. Because it no longer has the consent of the governed. And I don't know when the people in the country are going to figure it out and stop playing the red-blue game. I, I, I just don't know when they're not going to figure it out. But with zero testing on humans, the criminal FDA and CDC ignore the law and approve the new Convid boosters. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Let me give you just a little bit of this. This is from uh, Health Impact News, and they're referencing a Dr. Merrill Nass, which is below in this article here. 
The U.S. government, via their alphabet health agencies, the FDA and CDC, part of the Department of Health and Human Services, which is unconstitutional, has done something this month, September 2022, that has never been done before in the history of this country, and that is to authorize an untested, it's not a vaccine, uh, just... And I know we use vaccine with the kids at the first. That's That was put out before there was a big stink about it. So just bear with it. An untested shot into the American public completely ignoring existing laws that prevent them from doing such a heinous criminal act in order to use the American public as lab rats for a new version of the convid shots. What do I say here? But It comes to mind... <clears throat> Um, and I wanted to give the context here um, for for what's being said here. This is from Psalm 9. Most of you know what's being said here, at least from this particular verse. But again, I like to always bring the context in here. This is Psalm chapter 9. That I may show forth all thy praise in the gates of the daughter of Zion. I'll rejoice in thy salvation. The heathen are sunk down in the pit that they made. In the net which they hid is their own foot taken. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executeth. Isn't that interesting? He's not known by the grace he gives. Now, he is among his people. But in the world, he's known by his judgments which he executeth. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Again, Selah. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. And if you think the United States of America is any different, you are sadly mistaken. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord. Let not man prevail. Let the heathen be judged in thy sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. Selah. It would be wise for King Charles, for Joe Biden, for Boris Johnson, or what's the lady's name now? Trust or whatever. Justin Trudeau. Donald Trump. Ron DeSantis to realize they are but men. They will have an end. And they will meet the Lord. Just like all of us will. And Paul says that we'll stand before him and we'll give an account to him of the things done good or bad in the body. And what's the only covering you've got? Because you're going to stand naked. The only covering I can offer to you is the same one offered to me in the scriptures, and that is the Lord Jesus. The righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself that he might save sinners from the wrath to come. So what is the command? Repent. Flee from the wrath to come. That judgment that's coming, it's going to come. Are you going to be able to stand in the day of judgment? I hope so. Catch Bradley at 3. We'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, with Kate Shimrani, 8 a.m. Don't miss it. See you.